the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I don't really want to talk stock markets as much as I've been talking about them in the last six months, but I understand when we go through a bear market and we recover, it's, it's pretty important to focus. Now, I will get to the top 10 things you should do in your 20s, top 10 things you should do in your 30s, the, the ways to treat your Roth IRA jumbo mega conversions, but not today. Um, lots going on at this point in time on the stock market. Taking a look at some of the top stories, first and foremost, I see sector rotation. What was working last week and the week before and the months before, not working right now. The Apples, the Teslas, the Microsoft, the Amazons, the Googles, the Facebooks, uh, the Netflix is not working right now. The COVID plays, I'm not saying they're done because that would just be ridiculous to have that kind of definitive angle. But people with money, money managers, investment advisors, uh, portfolio strategists are saying, we can't really think this is going to go up another 100%. Maybe we should find another idea. So they're selling the Apples and the Teslas and the Microsofts and the Googles and the Facebooks. They're letting them go, and Macy's is having a good day, even though Macy's doesn't even look like a viable company. In the long term, I don't get it. In the short term, I get it. Some companies that have recently hit the news that I'm fascinated with in a pullback, I have cash. I told you that I raised some cash last month. Where I might put that, I'm paying attention to ideas that I've talked about recently. Whether it be things like Papa John's, I'm not really going to buy Papa John's. Their pizza's awful. And I can't, I can't, I just can't invest in something I don't believe in. That's a big dilemma if you get my drift. So, like, I own shares of Apple. My family only has Apple phones. If anyone comes in my house with a Google phone, I'm like, you leave that outside. Although I do own shares of Google, too. Google slash Alphabet. I'm never going to want to say it. Um, so I'm looking at things like DraftKings. I'm looking at other ideas that maybe can become a little bit more attractive to me. Uh, maybe it's Zoom. How much do they pull back? If it pulls back 20%, is that enough? Probably not. If it pulls back 40%, is that enough? Maybe. But I'm also looking at things that may work next year. Yesterday, we did the story about Michael Jordan joining the board of DraftKings. Um, it wasn't lost on me that Oprah Winfrey joined the board of Weight Watchers, and they both kind of have addictions, don't they? Is it not fair to say, and I'm not being mean, I think she's admitted this, that it seems like she's got an addiction to food at times? The fact that she would be the marketing face of Weight Watchers was almost like, why are you doing that, April? Uh, Oprah, April, Oprah, Oprah, April. One of the most fascinating stories I ever heard about Oprah Winfrey was that um, she used to date the guy from At the Movies, uh, uh, Roger Ebert, you know, or maybe it was Gene Siskel. I think it was Siskel. 
And um, at one point in time, I, was, I think it was Robert Ebert, the more I think about it. Um, but at one point in time, he's like, Oprah, your, your show on ABC is pretty good. You should do your own and syndicate it yourself. And she did, and that's the rest of the story. She owned her own name, she owned her own brand, and she hit a home run versus letting ABC do it for her. Interesting, right? So anyway, DraftKings is kind of interesting to me because they announced that basketball great and degenerate gambler Michael Jordan is going to join the squad. Now, when I say degenerate gambler, I, I can't just say that. I just can't say that without giving some proof. His quote during the uh, first five episodes of the ESPN's documentary, The Last Dance, was, I love to bet. <laughs> but I'm not saying he's a degenerate gambler. I'm just saying that some people have seen that in him in the past. But again, I digress. So I'm looking for opportunities in stocks that have recently piqued my interest. I'm not looking at, let's go buy AMC uh, Entertainment, because they've announced they're going to open 70% of their theaters before the release of Christopher Nolan's Tenet, slated to premiere tomorrow. News of the opening of AMC theaters uh, pushed the stock up 27%. It's up 250% since its April 13 low. Tickets will cost 15 cents to honor the company's first ever ticket price is 19.20. I'm more fascinated not by going to the movie and seeing Tenet, but seeing what their their safety guidelines are for your reopening. So I like seeing what we're seeing as far as the turnover, because, again, what I should have brought up about Oprah, not that she dated Roger Ebert, not that she did her own show, not that she made billions of dollars um, being a brand, but ultimately by um, taking Weight Watchers from $4 a share to 100 now, where did she sell? We don't know. Did she sell? We don't know. We, we know a little bit because there's public disclosures. But the point being is anytime a celebrity salesperson jumps on board, I'm kind of interested. That's been one that I will look at. If the market has two bad days, I'm hoping it has 10. If it has 10, I'm hoping it has 20. If it has 20, I'm hoping it has 40 because that's when the best bargains will start coming up. When everyone's like, I want nothing to do with us. One of the younger people at the radio station said to me today, trying to decide if I close my Robinhood account. I'm paraphrasing, but he's not panicked. I'm like, how much money do you have in that? Not enough to really care about, but enough to say this day trading idea that I had, I'm probably not going to do that for a living. So he's starting to think of what to do, and I'm like, your Acorns account that you started over a year ago, you're not going to sell that, are you? He goes, no, 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 no. So in his head, he has long-term investment, and he's got trading, and I love that. you got to know who you are. I worked with a guy before in the past that panicked when the markets went down and did everything wrong. Uh, you can't do that. If you're in it for the long-term, you, you can't panic. If your long-term investments are long-term investments, you, you can't panic. You have to have a plan, but you can't panic. Um, that's worthy of note. So... I think that's about all I have as far as the current market conditions. I do want to talk about the airlines because, again, we're, we're betting big right now that everything goes back to normal when we're not even close. Um, the amount of job cuts hitting the airlines right now, it, it's brutal. And yet we're seeing you know Delta, American, United, Southwest all trade higher. United on Wednesday this week on hump day said, 16,000 employees are going to be laid off on October 1. Um, that's a lot. Delta, Southwest American have all campaigned for another $50 billion or $25 billion. American Airlines said, we're going to furlough 19,000 employees. Delta said, we're going to cut 2,000 pilots. 
Southwest CEO recently told employees to his airlines to see modest improvement in booking trends, that they're reducing capacity in September and October, responding to unpredictable passenger demand. Um, and again, if there's an extension of the CARES Act, that would go a long way in helping us to get to the other side and avoid furloughs that you're seeing at the competitors. Somehow, Southwest manages better than other companies. I, I say hats off to them and their CEO, Gary Kelly. I think they do a great job. And again, I don't own the shares. I'm just admiring the company. Now, I will look at it, and if I decide to buy it, I will tell you. If I decide it's it's buy-worthy, I will tell you. But I'm just saying hats off to the way he's managed the pandemic and avoiding the big cuts that other airlines have hit. And it goes to tell you, sometimes things can go bad, and sometimes you do have to have emergency plans. I bet the airlines wish they hadn't bought back shares. Now, they'll go on TV and say, yeah, we bought billions of dollars of our own shares back in the last five years. We shouldn't have done it. No, they won't say that. They'll say, we bought billions of shares back, and at the time, it made sense. But now, don't you wish you had a little more scratch in the pocket? I do. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing in more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. The United States economy and force brutalized us in mid-March. That has fostered some confidence in some people that the initial claims are still alarmingly high. Um, the job market's important. We pay attention hardcore. If people have jobs, they're going to spend money. They're going to figure out to get a Peloton. They're going to figure out how to get an Apple. They're going to figure out how to get a car or a used car. If people have money, they tend to spend it. Two, jobs are important. When we don't have jobs, we need the government to put cash in people's hands to keep the economy moving. To keep the economy moving, you stop companies from shutting down and firing people. Now, sometimes it's okay to let companies shut down and fire people, and sometimes it's not. We are a very fickle country on when do we bail out a company and when do we not. Then you get into concepts of too big to fail kind of plays. Here's one that I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Now, AMC Theater stock is rallying on news that tenants going to be in movie theaters this weekend. I love the idea of a big old bag of popcorn and a soda and watching a movie with some uh, goobers or something along those lines. I know who eats goobers, not me. Um, but I love the idea, but I'm not going to go. And that's where we get this little hesitancy. Carnival today is saying that they're going to start back up their cruise operations in Italy. And all I say is fingers crossed that AMC and the movie Tenet go well, and fingers crossed that Italy-based cost cruises starting sailing this weekend in Italy. Um, Fingers crossed that the health protocols have been enhanced. The adjusted passenger capacity has been reduced. Um, I'm really keeping my fingers crossed because it would be good news for the economy, and then we don't have to look at Congress and say, ah, do your jobs. Do your jobs. These American people pay their taxes, and they pay your salaries. Now, again, I'm not getting all that political because I don't know how many people are really paying taxes or not. Um, I know I am. I don't mind paying taxes. That was one of the first business lessons I ever, ever learned in business. If you paid taxes, you made money. Now, that doesn't always play out like that. Um, other big stories of note today, Del Taco Restaurants. This is a company that came public, I don't want to say at the wrong time. Do you remember two years ago, two and a half years ago, 
every restaurant company was coming public, like five guys, and you're like, hey, what's the next one? Del Taco, yay! Shake Shack, yay! And I'm like, do we really need this much publicly traded fast food? Yay! I don't think we do, but you get the idea. Uh, Del Taco is in the news. They've announced a new way to relax and enjoy a plant-based meal at home. <laughs> this is not big news for Del Taco in my mind. It's big news for Beyond Meat. Here's some of BYND and DoorDash. Now, last year at this time, we could not shut up about Beyond Meat. And they've been hit hard because of restaurants closing down. Beyond Meat is like, we got an Impossible Whopper or the Impossible, that's a different company, but same idea, plant-based proteins. Now, so I'm going to say, I'm not really all that interested in Tesla yet, because it's only had three bad days, but let's take a look at Beyond Meat and see how their stock is doing. Because last year I wanted to own it. Mm, not all that great. It, it doesn't look like a buying opportunity to me yet. Just taking a look at the start, stock. Um, back in 2019, it was a $100 stock. Now it's $130 stock. The buying opportunity is when it went from 100 down to 60. It went from 116, 110 down to 60. Anytime a stock falls 40 to 60%, it's going to stop falling at some point. Very rarely do they go to zero. They can. But anytime your favorite stock falls, 20% is a good sale. I would buy Apple 20% off. Maybe not this year because of the big run that they have. But anytime Apple falls 10, 15, 20%, I, I feel pretty comfortable. Again, not maybe this year with a recent run-up. But here's a stock that I really liked last year, who I kind of went, I get the trend. These dang millennials, they're going to eat out, and they're going to want their, their plant-based proteins. They don't want to eat cow. Cows have faces. And I'm not knocking millennials. I'm saying they're geniuses. I think they're changing the world for the better, right? better than my, my generation did. Generation X, we played video games, and we turned wealthy off of them. Uh, but we were slackers who weren't expected to succeed. We succeeded. But, okay, so Beyond Meat is kind of interesting to me right now, um, only because it was last year's play, per se, and I didn't, I kind of wanted it then, <clears throat> not so much now, but Del Taco <clears throat> is figuring out ways to get us our Epic Burrito and our Beyond Meat food, and they're doing it through DoorDash and Beyond Meat, plant substitute. That's not enough. It, it's, it's interesting for me, but it's not enough. I want the vaccine so we can go to a Del Taco and lick the table. If you could lick the table, you know that it's, it's, it's safe to eat there. Right now, nobody's licking the top of the tables, right? Um, the Detroit Lions are in the news today, and no, it's not because they've already been eliminated from the football playoffs like they typically are at this time of the year. It's because they've announced a relationship with BetMGM, the joint venture between MGM Resorts and GVC Holdings. It's the club's first official betting partner. I'm telling you, um, there's a few things like Lions Bingo, Detroit Lions Bingo, and Detroit Lions perks. In stadium promotions, there's going to be signage, things like that. Our society gets more comfortable with sin stocks like gambling and alcohol and smoking. <clears throat> Not so much smoking. I should take that one back. We get more comfortable with them as we need their tax revenues more. So to me, the Detroit Lions, I'm not going to go after MGM Resorts. That's a totally different play. But still, the DraftKings and the Penn National, as we move to more gambling and as it becomes more acceptable, as we see it more out there, uh, this weekend is going to be the Kentucky Derby. And if you pay attention to the ads, they're all about sports betting apps. So to me, that's a trend that's going to be enhanced 
due to COVID. I'm not telling you to do it. We're all different investors, but I find it interesting. July trade deficit widened to 63.6 billion from a downwardly revised 53 billion. All I can tell you is um, it's consistent with a global economy in recovery mode. I don't want you to know too much about our, our trade deficits. I don't. But we're getting some ancillary evidence here and there. Pfizer is targeting COVID-19 vaccine update for the end of October. They've enrolled 23,000 patients as of Wednesday. That could be our next big catalyst. When the vaccine's announced or a big spending plan is, is thrown down, I don't feel like we have that catalyst yet as we're kind of turning over in the stock market. But again, I'm not making a big call here. I'm just I'm telling you what I'm saying. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I try every day to put together something that we could learn from, not just the story as the story, it's fun and sexy, but like the, the Royals, them announcing yesterday, when I say them, I should probably have a little bit more respect, but I'm not a Royals person. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle signed a major Netflix deal. I feel like I should get a major Netflix deal. Oprah Winfrey's got a major Netflix deal. Uh, Reese Witherspoon has a major Netflix deal. David Benioff and D.B. Weiss from Game of Thrones have a major Netflix deal. Hopefully, if the books are finished, they're going to try to translate into their next big project, because I don't think that worked out so well with them making up the ending of Game of Thrones. But Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Hulu, Netflix, um, I can't, there has to be another one somewhere in there. This is Golden Age TV. If you're a producer, a director, or an actor, if you're not employed, oh, it might be the pandemic. But if you don't have a deal, it might be the pandemic. Okay. It's a good time to be in media, except for it's not, which is kind of a weird thing to say out loud, is it not? Market uh, update. Mega cap stocks and growth stocks are under attack. Batting down the hatches, ladies and gentlemen. Apple down 5.6%. Microsoft down 4.5%. Salesforce down 4.6%. Amazon, Tesla, all getting schwacked today. Mega cap stocks and growth stocks are being reined in. Slow down there, NASDAQ. NASDAQ was up 30% this year, earlier this week. And I'm like, what, what, what? Kyle Dombrowski's mother just made an appearance on the show. Um, that's too, it, it just doesn't, in your head, you're like, eh, this doesn't make sense with COVID. And like, for instance, let's just stay with Apple for a quick second. This is September, and September's back to school. That's when they typically do their big back-to-school things, kind of get the product ready to launch for Christmas. And last week, we loved that story. This week, we're like, oh, we're selling Apple. It's a bit of a rotation. Bank of America, winner, winner, chicken dinner. J.P. Morgan Chase, up. Now, they're only up half of 1%. And that doesn't feel great, but it, it's, not, it's better than a stick in the eye where you're down 10, 15, 20% in three or four days if you're a large-cap, mega-cap tech company. Um, so there's some rotational trading activity and optimism surrounded projected timelines on the COVID vaccine. Um, Tesla's down 8.6% today. That's more of a momentum than an Apple, or was it? Or are they both? It's tough to like sometimes scratch your head and get this. Um, AMD down 6.8%. If you liked AMD last week, are they the same company this week? 
NVIDIA is down. Last week they said, oh, on September 1st or 2nd, we're going to show you these new video cards. And now we don't seem to care. That's fine. That's Wall Street can be a cold, motherless, uh, you know what? It's not always going to be sweet and loving to you. Speaking about sweet and loving, people are raging. And I, I don't, when I say raging, I don't want to like underplay that too much. People are really angry that Electronic Arts uh, released EA Sports Madden NFL 21. It's in the game. Unit sales are up 20% year over year, but the reviews are awful. So maybe, and I'm you know, this is speculation, maybe they didn't have enough developers to develop it and, and spit shine it before it was released. Millions of fans across the globe are geared up for the return of the NFL next week. I used to do stories on Cron about Madden football coming out and how people weren't going to show up for work. I'm like, who are these people? Take-Two came out with a game last year called Red Dead Redemption 2 or something to that nature. And people took off work because they knew it's going to take 20 to 50 hours to get through. And some people wanted to get through it in a day and see the whole cowboy adventure. I'm a cowboy. But Madden NFL used to be a thing. But Madden NFL 20 was a record-setting year that saw more unique players' engagement than ever before. They're not paying attention to this franchise. Hopefully that doesn't hurt them. Short-term good that people are still buying it in droves and COVID is keeping people home and people are like, I want to play football. Long-term, eh, I don't know. They tend to get into franchises versus developing original material. And it feels like the video game industry kind of banks on franchises. So every now and then there's like a game coming out with the Xbox comes out and the new Sony PlayStation and the new video cards all hit the market right now. Um, Cyberpunk 2077, or I think that's the name. But I like seeing new intellectual property. Just me. So in the first seven days, Madden NFL 21 players have completed more than 460,000 seasons of football. Now let's play a real game of football and see what that's looking like. Um, so the mega cap stocks are under attack. Then you see things like Electronic Arts squeezing that one out. Um, and I question it because the reviews are bad. That's, that's an area where you can talk to kids and find out what they're playing. And Fortnite and Epic still are holding on. The Activision's Electronics Arts are still trying to get that kind of monetization from the games without pissing people off in the process. But uh, Epic did a genius thing this year. They, they made a relationship with Marvel. Talking about brands, um, all the superheroes seem to be in the season of Fortnite. And, you know, I, I saw on the screen the other day, there's a skin that you can buy for 20 bucks, a virtual skin, Silver Surfer. I'm like, I don't like comic books that much. But some kids want it. Some kids need it. Some kids have to have it. And when I talk kids, I'm talking 6 to 25. Then once you're 25, you're like, I'm not paying $25 for a virtual dress. Now, I'd, I'd pay $25 for a real shirt or $25 for a real pair of pants, but not for fake pants. But that's the trend in the video game industry right now. Costco, fascinating stock. I'm not a big Costco fan. I just saw a squirrel outside my window, and it looked like a mountain lion. I think I need to get out into nature a little bit more often. Uh, Costco competes with Walmart, Target, and Home Depot, right? This is an easy company to look at. Um, they've got strong e-commerce capabilities. They've got strengthening the demand for non-essential categories. They've got market share gains in the last few years. They're a big box retailer. They're thriving in this current environment. Costco. Walmart, Target, Home Depot. When I throw out those names, do you want to own any of them? Costco, Walmart, Target, Home Depot. The one that I'm most attracted to is Home Depot. I look around my house right now, I'm like, I got some gardening to do, I got some painting to do, 
uh, I've had to redo my whole home to make it more school-like friendly. So everything must be upgraded. Um, healthy business conditions for Costco, healthy business conditions for Target, Walmart, and Home Depot, and for BJ's Wholesale. People are buying bulk. It gives an added boost. So I'll tell you what, yeah. I'm always going to have more than eight rolls of toilet paper in my home going forward, because that was a stressful March and April, was it not? Um, so when the pandemic hit in March, people began stockpiling food. People began getting essential items. Health concerns reduced store hours, store occupancy limitations of only so many people are left in, allowed in the store. Costco's digital sales were strong, up 66%. That's not amazing, but... People got used to it, and will people continue to do it? Yes. So I will look at a Costco later today and compare them to Home Depot, Target, and Walmart. Out of all those names, I tend to like Home Depot the most initially. But now let's say Target were to fall 20%. I'd say, well, that's getting a little bit more attractive. So you always have to kind of have some ideas in your head, but you also have to play with them ever so slowly. And um, shoppers are returning in, in increasing numbers. So that, that's good for the upcoming holiday shopping season. I, I'm Again, I, I don't know how to say this without being silly, but thank goodness COVID didn't hit in October of last year. If we had shut down everything in November, December, the number of retailers going out of business would have been sky high because at that point in time, we were frozen. And then we welcomed and opened up to the idea of Instacart and other ways of getting food and, and groceries and um, consumer goods that we had to have. The Costco's in the news. Um, pay attention to them. Again, know the players. I know you're going to spend time this weekend studying the rosters of the San Francisco 49ers, but spend a little time figuring out the rosters of stocks that you want to buy. Macy's rings out better than a feared forecast, but cautious outlook tempers the enthusiasm in the stock. There's some stocks that I just don't want. Do you have any of those? Guesses 101 that I don't like. Nah, just don't need it. GameStop, eh. Uh, Maybe it's a trade in one day in, one day out. Maybe I'm at lunch and I go, ooh, look at the news on that. But to me, that's like a horse race. I don't like the long term. Don't like the long term. You're not going to be a winner. But on the Kentucky Derby this weekend, which for the record used to be a thing in the spring, now it is a thing in the fall. Um, getting back to normal? Not really, right? I think a couple of weeks ago they said that the Kentucky Derby, they're going to let limited fans in. And it's the ones that pay the most for the tickets. I want to see what that looks like. And I can't wait to see what the NFL looks like, right? With uh, some states are like, yeah, you can go hang out as much as you want. And some states are like, yeah, we're going to have artificial cardboard cutouts. I still think that looks like a real crowd when I watch an LA Dodgers game. Dun, dun, sh- okay, so the joke there is that people in LA are flat and one-dimensional, two-dimensional, flat. Not like Okay. I live in San Francisco. We don't like L.A. They take our water. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I don't really dislike L.A., right? But it's part of the California schick lore. Wow, looking at the market today, it is. Watch out below. Try to stay in a um, one-story building if you can, because it's looking pretty ugly. The S&P 500 is down 2.5%. The Dow down 1.9%. The NASDAQ down 3.8%. The NASDAQ's getting hit the hardest. Good. They've had the most gains this year. It makes sense. I love it when Wall Street makes sense. 
Uh, it's easier to explain, but yeah, we've got big losses. And when I say big losses, it's, it's to me, it's the number. It's not the percentage. And I care more about the percentage than, than the number. Like the Dow's down 565 points. That sounds awful, but it's only 1.9%. And we're almost there. You know, we're at year highs last week, right? This isn't a correction. You're not yet. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Fewer Americans filed for unemployment benefits than expected. Good news. Tomorrow is jobs number day. I look forward to tomorrow more so than today. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Rob Black and your money. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Facebook is banning new political ads during the week before the presidential election. I can't say that I care. Like, that's not a story that makes me want to scratch it open and figure it out. Novavax is jumping again on positive data on its COVID vaccine. Pfizer's going to release some more data in, uh, I think, mid-October, maybe third week of October. I don't know. Is that mid to late October? What's third week? I don't know. Um, budget deficit had a record $3.3 trillion this year. That's not good. Um, because I, I, does it feel like we could have spent $3.3 trillion better? Or do, you, do we think it was just enough? Or do, you, do I always feel like our government spends money in a Band-Aid way? They're doing their – I'm not going to say they're doing their best because that's a jump. But I, I think our, t- our economy is a little bit tougher to put a Band-Aid on than we think. Um, other stories of note out there today. Cities and states are facing a trillion-dollar budget. More taxes down the road, right? Rocket stock, rocket mortgage is falling today. Not really because of earnings, but because executives talked about selling some stock. It's one of those companies that came public this year. And when you are an insider of a company, you've probably been with them 10, 15, 20, 25 years, and it's time to sell your shares. That's the thought. Maybe it's the spouse says, honey, we've been locked up in COVID and you came public and let's go buy a big house. Let's go buy a big boat. Let's go buy a big spenditure, right? And I just made that word up, spenditure. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Well, uh, oh, oh, I think this is a good call. Anna's call this morning. I saw this and I flagged it and I just came back across it. Right now I've got about 19 windows open, but FedEx got an upgrade to buy today. FedEx has not been the right play in delivery. You could say Amazon's got a little bit better of a play. You look at the United States Post Office and you're like, thank goodness that's not publicly traded. Um, UPS has kind of been the winner. They're, they've been like, well, if you want to invest in transportation, that's that's a way. Transportation stocks I like. And I like to look at, have you ever like gone to the, like uh, maybe a beach and you're like, man, watching those guys play volleyball, they're in good shape. Or I'm trying to use a, a different reference than being sexist. Um, just watching young people in their prime. You're like, oh, that's nice. Um, transportation stocks I like to look at. When they are working well and they're all near a 52-week high, their three years is trending higher, that's telling me our economy is doing okay because we don't send things via FedEx when things aren't. If you want your new Apple phone, it's coming in a FedEx box, right? FedEx caught an upgrade to buy yesterday. Um, it's shipping here. UPS caught a downgrade. And to me, that, that's a trade. 
that's one analyst saying, okay, we think this one's gone too high or is too valuable and this one has some opportunity. I want to find out about that one. But also like a FedEx and a UPS, when you do research on them, you learn a lot about how the international's going and how pandemic's going. We saw this year that UPS, not UPS, but the United States Postal Service, USPS, is going to be initiating some fees um, on Christmas time. <sighs> do we have to? And uh, the answer is, yeah, it feels like maybe we do. Uh, but I'm interested in that one. UPS trades at 21 times estimated earnings. Uh, historically, it's traded right around 16. So that's about a 30% premium. So it feels expensive. When you take a look at FedEx, you could say it doesn't have that. Profit margins are going higher. Uh, they've, they've been lower at FedEx versus UPS. So a lot of people are like, okay, FedEx is going to turn this around. Um, there's a lot of people rooting for it. But the valuations, FedEx looks cheaper. The execution, UPS looks like a better deal. But you got to do some more research, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the more interesting stories that I saw was average personal savings rate hits 10% as consumers return to spending and two more things you need to know. So our personal savings rate has been higher for the month of July. That's good and bad. It's great that we're saving money. It's bad that we're not spending money. We save money when we earn money. We earn money when we see people spend money at our businesses. So you can kind of see how that's a problem. Trade deficit in capital goods hits $16 billion per month. Oof. And you have to exclude automobiles on that. And that's a tough one to explain to people. Um, but capital goods are airplanes and aircraft engines and other parts. Passengers have avoided flying. Airlines have cut their budget parts or parts budget. Um, so you're not going to see that number make a lot of sense, in my opinion. Other things that markets uh, were nervous about is we haven't had any down days. Um, it's It's been like, whoa, markets keep going up. August is good. I made more money in August than I made in July. July was good. I, I'm up from June. We need a down month. We need an October surprise. We need something to go wrong. And maybe it's just sector rotation. Don't have a, this isn't dark enough. Like the news isn't bad enough to put in a bottom after two days. But the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 550, and that seems like a big number. It's really not. It's 2%. So should we go down in 5%, 10%? It would be normal and healthy if we did. Shake out some winners, um, get some people out of stocks that you know need a reason to get out of stocks, uh, get some new buyers in. I like pullbacks. I think they're very healthy. It's, to me, it's kind of like starting to go running. Your muscles hurt. Or getting your hair cut. You, you trim the edges off when you want it to grow longer. You stimulate the growth. And in this case, I think it's healthy when markets pull back. I'm not saying we're in a pullback. I'm not predicting that. But it sure does feel like it right now when Tesla and Apple are underperforming after having led the markets higher. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Have a great weekend if you're taking tomorrow off. And if not, tune in to me, Rob Black and your money, here at 7 a.m. on AM 1220 KDOW.